Today's episode is brought to you by Chiropractic Mastery. Wouldn't it be great if your spinal problems and misalignments could correct themselves? And if you didn't need the same thing done to you every time you visit the office, best of all, what if your chiropractor could check and tell when your body didn't need any help that day at all? MC2 chiropractors correct nervous system imbalances directly so the body is best able to correct the spinal misalignment on its own. This is done without twisting, popping, cracking, or causing pain. It's so honoring to the body that most people experience a tremendous amount of improvement very quickly, often without the soreness and stiffness that may follow a more traditional chiropractic adjustment. Your chiropractor can find out more by visiting chiropracticmastery.com and checking the seminars tab. And if you're looking for a chiropractor that will custom build the most painless yet effective chiropractic adjustment for you on every visit to the office, go to chiropracticmastery.com and click on the referrals tab. Welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Peking Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. Now today, everybody, um, I'm joined by uh, the one and only Susan Rossi. Um, Susan uh, was married to uh, a previous guest on the show, Armand Rossi. And uh, Susan and I uh, dig down into her 40 years uh, in chiropractic and talk about some of her experiences. Um, It's going to be a good episode. I I was really excited that Susan reached out to me. I wasn't planning on having Susan on the podcast this year, but uh, because Armin was on, she wanted a a taste. And um, it turned out to be a really amazing, amazing interview. Uh, Susan has some really amazing things to say. And uh, I was just tickled pink. Uh, that she wanted to be a part of the podcast. So um, I know you guys are going to enjoy this. I really enjoyed it, and um, I hope you guys enjoy. Take care. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Susan Rossi, and together we're going to talk about um, pediatrics. We're going to talk about kids. We're going to talk about chiropractic care. We're going to talk about all the things that matter. And, um, you know, in our pre-chat, I was talking to Susan about some of her experiences. Uh, she was married to our friend Armand Rossi for almost two decades. And so um, having, <laughs> having that experience, um, that pedigree, uh, it means that she's got a ton of experience and things that we want to hear about. So um, real quick, Susan, before we get started, why don't you share um, a little bit about yourself, your history, how you got into chiropractic, and then let's spin off from there, okay? I actually love that story. Armand Rossi. I, I met him while he was at Palmer. I was 17 years old and he was 21. And I, um, he was the one that introduced me to chiropractic. I, I never knew anything about it. Um, um, uh, the very first uh, um, real exposure is I went with him. I was already engaged at 18 to him. And I went with him in a big bus from Palmer College of Chiropractic. And we were going down to Atlanta, Georgia, to, Mer- to, area, uh, to Atlanta to hear Sid Williams speak. And I, um, in fact, it was such a 
taboo to do that, that the chiropractic students on the bus got double cuts. They got major trouble going to DE. So here I am, this kid, I'm barely 18. I'm newly engaged and I'm with, uh, I got to see Joe Felicia. I got to see um, Jim Sigafus. I got to see D.D. Umber. I got to see Sid Williams and um, the, that crew that, that made divine, that um, dynamic essential and brought it to the planet. And, and they were talking about creating life university at the time. So it, it was three, four o'clock in the morning and they were doing something called testimony. So there were like a hundred people around me and people got up to the mic and told their story. So there were parents, there were kids, there were wives, there were husbands, there were uh, the chiropractic assistants, there were docs. It was mostly the supporting people around. And I remember running my hand up and down my fiance at the time spine thinking oh my god i can do this i i can do this and i decided in that moment like three four o'clock in the morning at a at a dynamic essential de meeting motivational chiropractic meeting before life university was born that i would be a chiropractor and and one of the reasons i didn't want to do that is because i didn't want to compete with my husband i wanted him to have his or my fiance, his, his world, but I decided to join him. So mm. at 18, I decided to be a chiropractor. So your experience with DE is, um, is a common one um, with those of us who are entrenched in the very principled model, subluxation model of chiropractic. And I would say entrenched. That would be the right word. And, and joyfully entrenched. Yeah. I, I love chiropractic. I loved DE. I, I loved... Sid Williams and his um, his vision um, and my kid self committed myself to it wholeheartedly. Can you share that transformative experience? The reason I ask is because um, I, I believe I was talking to Armand about this, possibly one of my other guests. But in my experience, uh, you know, I was brought into chiropractic in a completely different way. Um, I did not experience DE. I did not experience any of the chiropractic philosophy. I didn't hear any of the big speakers first. My first experience was seeing chiropractic work. Um, and once you see pediatric care, especially work, you can't unsee it. You know, it's, there's miraculous right. changes that occur. Right, right, right. You're giving me chill bumps. Right. Well, I mean, in all of us who take care of kids, we're all like this, right? I mean, right, we had right. one transformative experience, which means, we, we have to dig deeper and learn. Um, and that's honestly how I met Armand to begin with, was teacher learning with the ICPA because I just wanted to continue to learn. But um, your experience with DE is a little bit different than mine. Can you share a little bit about your transformation and, and what really turned you on to this concept of chiropractic? And then if you can, maybe even talk about what transformed that into you taking care of children. Um. I, first of all, before I ever met Armin and before I ever knew chiropractic, for, for some unfathomable reason, because it wasn't around me, at 16 years old, I decided that I was not taking drugs out of the blue. It was like a bolt of lightning, and I went, whoop, and that was it. 
no aspirin, no, n whatever the over-the-counter my mother might have had, it was a no. It was like this solid inner knowing thing that became my pillar. And when Armin shows up, so here I've got this fanatical 21-year-old um, radical rebel talking about chiropractic. I'm going, mm-hmm, I'm, I'm listening, I'm listening. And he was he wasn't shaking my paradigm or anything. He was providing a foundation I'd never heard before. And so when I went to DE and I started seeing the masters, I, I, I watched, I think it was Joe Felicia and it might've been Sin, Sin Williams. These are just these lit up men that were in front of a 2000 people. And here I'm, I'm, I'm a kid, I'm really a kid. And I'm watching them play with a phone book. And they open up the phone book, they put a hair in, and they're palpating the page for the phone book. And I'm going, wow, wow. I'm just like enamored. When I would have to say from my own perspective, being adjusted by Armand, I mean, and, and we're not talking in a clinic. I'm, I'm a girlfriend, you know. So I even, I even met Jerry Klum, who was the president of Life University. I, I was 17 years old. I met him at a party and he's like 19, 20. He was in our wedding. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking about these amazing human beings. I knew um, Dr. Reekman when he was easy Reekman, when he was this kid at, <laughs> at Palmer. And I'm going, wow, he's going to become the president of Life University, easy Reekman. Okay. <laughs> it was funny to me. I remember Jerry Klum. He, he was famous in the clinic because they used to have volumes of your practice in the clinic. And you would come up and say, Jerry Klum. With Jerry, you had to say which book you were in if you were his patient. He had hundreds of patients in student clinic. Mm. He, used, he used to go, he was a genius. He had perfect memory. And he would, he would go and, and go to the drugstore and someone would be looking at, drugs and he goes you know what the side effects to that is and he'd start rattling them off and he got his patients standing in a drugstore that's my beginning that's where i came from are these folks that were rebels and they had a cause and the cause was health the cause was the purity of our body and innate and bringing uh universal intelligence and the divine into something that was practical that I could actually do. Mm -hmm. So I was enamored. I, I wasn't raised with a religion. So this is the closest thing I had. And how did that translate into you taking care of children, Susan? Well, let me talk about me first. Sure. Um, I grew up in an environment that was rich with opportunity with growth. <laughs> it was a place where I had to heal from. It, there was violence, there was, and my survival was numb. I was probably clinically disassociated. Mm -hmm. Armin saved my life. Chiropractic saved my life. So being adjusted made it possible to be in my body, made it possible to heal my mind and my ego. It, it, it enriched um, my existence. And so that's how strong I feel about chiropractic. It transformed my mental health. Um, I used to 
I, when I was in high school, I didn't have uh, migraines that had terrible pain. What would happen is I would go numb in my face and go blind. So I didn't have pain. I just went, I couldn't see. And that never happened again. I couldn't learn to save my life. Um, school was, uh, I don't want to say it was the nightmare. It was existence. And when I started getting adjusted for the first time, when I went into junior college, um, I got straight A's. When I get to chiropractic college, and I had a purpose. I learned how to study, and I, I graduated with a three, almost a 3.7, which is impossible for me because it was all I could do to survive in school. So that's my personal story. It's not like I had pain and it went away. It was I was crazy and now I'm sane. Mm -hmm. I was dumb and now I'm smart. It was that kind of transformation for me personally. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what was that question? Well, I mean, I, th I think you're, you're, you're right on, on point here because my, my big question really is how do you get into taking care of children? You know, but I, I do, I want to comment on, on the mental health component of chiropractic because this is something that I think a lot of people need to know about. Um, I don't know if listeners know this about me, but about five years ago, I was diagnosed as bipolar <clears throat> and for years, I suffered in silence. Um, this is me getting really vulnerable all of a sudden. But, uh, I'm, I have great compassion, my friend. Yeah, so, you know, it, it wasn't until 26 years old that I received my, my first chiropractic adjustment. And, um, you know, through that process over the past 15 years, um, you know, I've learned a lot about how the nervous system works. You know, chiropractic care is the hallmark of care for me and my family. Um, without it, I don't know where I would be. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't other things that I, I need to help with my condition. But without chiropractic care, I'd be nowhere, which is why in my office we put such a huge emphasis on mental health. I mean, especially right now in the age of COVID as we're recording, I mean, right. anxiety is right. through the roof and our kids right. are manifesting in the most insane ways right now. Right. You know, I, I test HRV on almost all of my patients and HRVs are all in the toilet right now, even with my best patients. And so for us to assume that kids are not reacting negatively to all this exorbitant stress uh, is, is foolhardy. Um, anyway, I, I, I made that point to reiterate or to emphasize your conversation about, about mental health. Um, you know, we as chiropractors work with the nervous system and without a healthy nervous system, everything else in health falls apart. I personally didn't realize that until I started seeing things improve in my life. I was just being told as a kid that I was different and that there is nothing that can be done for me. And that's just the nature of the beast. And you're just going to have to deal with it and blah, blah, blah. And now I see that and a lot of the kids that are coming to my clinic being told by pediatricians and pediatric neurologists that that's just life. You're going to have to deal with it. There's nothing you can do about it. And, life sucks. And sorry. Designer drugs are being given Valium or uh, Prozac and Zoloft. I don't know what they do nowadays are like candy. No, you're spot on. I mean, Ritalin is a huge one. I mean, we have Ritalin. one in four high school age kids is being uh, prescribed Ritalin right now. Um, these terrible drugs that do, awful things to our passion, our mental, our drive, our love, our zest for life, they are becoming dependent on things that we, we should never give even to an adult. Yeah. Right now, our, the, the, the drug content in our water that we drink, the, the uh, treatment plants cannot take the chemotherapy 
and the, the, the psych drugs out of the water. We're, it's in our water that yeah. we're drinking. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane, you know, how much of a change things have even seen in the past decade. You know, I, I can't even imagine how it's been in the last 40, 50 years. Um, but this circles back, back around again, Susan, okay. to the original question, which is, yes. which is why, why kids? Why, for you, why specifically kids? Uh, to me, I just take care of the adults so I can get to the children. Hmm. No excuse. Hmm. I, I, I can tell you a thousand stories in my 40 years of chiropractic. Um, let me see if I can, I, I think my favorite story is Armin's. I mean, I, I have to tell a story on Armin. He had a, would that be okay? Of course. Um, Armin had this woman and she had an adult child that was 21, but it, and, and it was, the child was, his mentality was about an 18 month old. He had to be fed. He had a diaper. He, he he acted very panicked, like a lot of children do when you get near their parents, he would freak. But we're talking about a 21-year-old, 180-pound baby freaking out. So you had to watch him while you adjusted the mom. And it took Armin a while before he could get near the kid. And I think it was about six months before he could even get near the child to adjust him. When he finally got... <laughs> And he would have to be, you have to be very gentle and not dramatic and barely touch. So these minimal adjustments within a very short time, this boy had no hair on his face. When a very short time, he had enough hair to part and he had to be shaved. Now tell me, what bone is that? And a very short time, he had big glasses he couldn't see. He didn't have to wear glasses anymore. And he started talking. Now, is that a miracle or what? And it made the mama cry. And there, I mean, like in a month or two, he had enough hair on his head. So he looked normal rather than this bald, thick glassed. Um, and I have great compassion. It transformed this child. And, and, and back to your question, if that child, that 21-year-old child had been adjusted at the time he was born, we would probably have a normal kid today. So my most important people are the brand are the one at the moment of conception, because the baby, the mama is the total support system to the creation of child's body, the balance, the hormones, the whole thing. So the most critical time to adjust is, is right after conception or before conception, preparing the body and then to adjust a mama the whole time. I can always tell when I'm on, by how many pregnant people I have in my practice. You can feel the energy of, of life and creation when my mamas are there. And, and then um, I used to, in Arizona, um, midwifery is legal. In Georgia, it's not. It's kind of in a gray area. I had these goddesses, these like six foot beautiful women that were midwives that worked out of my office. They were there on Thursday on my day off or Wednesday, I forget. Yeah, it was a Thursday. And they had, they taught about uh, children's rights to, for, and really taught about circumcision, really talked about vaccines, really talked about home birth. I had these beautiful women. And they, and the reason they decided to work with me in my space is because I was pro-chiropractic, because I adjusted 
<laughs> pregnant people and that I would show up at the delivery and adjust the newborn. So I had the honor of probably seeing 30 babies born. And I was there at that moment, checking their little atlas, checking their little skulls and adjusting the mama, the father, the newborn baby. And, and it was one of those highlighted glorious times in my life and my practice when, I, when those women were there. And, and many of those women, because uh, they would say you have to get adjusted because according to them, um, the babies would, that the mamas that got regular chiropractic care would have scores of nine and 10. The women that did not get chiropractic care, that's when they had trouble. That's when the babies were, they had to do assist and, and, and maybe end up in the hospital or something. But the chiropractic babies never did. Um, and a lot of those women and their families were my patients. Yeah. I, I ended up with those people. And I got to see those babies. I've had, I've babies named after me, <laughs> whether Rossi or Susan, because I was there. Mm. Twins. Um, I have stories about twins. Shall I go on? Please. I, there was um, a woman that newly pregnant. And for some reason I knew she had twins. My mistake is I thought she had twin girls, but she had twin boys. That was the mistake. And she got to a place where um, she's, she was uh, kind of always in labor. So I did house calls three times a week. I drove to her house and adjusted her. And when I adjusted her, the labor stopped. And so she carried them to term and she had healthy baby boys, eight pounds, six ounces, eight pounds and six pounds. And, and she got to take them home after they were born. That's chiropractic. When it was all she could do, the drugs didn't stop the labor. I knew that was going to happen. I apologize. The, um, the drugs didn't stop the labor. Whatever they were trying to do, every time I adjusted, the labor stopped and she maintained her pregnancy. I have women that um, uh, could not get pregnant. And when they did, they had repetitive, repetitive, whatever the word is, um, they were miscarried. And women that had miscarried five, six, seven times. When they got adjusted, they maintained the pregnancy, had a delivery, and had a normal baby. Mm. Now, it sounds like I had a pediatric practice. I didn't. I, I saw folks. I saw family. I saw, I saw mamas. I saw um, um, 20-year-olds. I saw worker, worker people, you know, uh, blue-collar, white-collar. Uh, my practice was all around... Um, uh, um, a sample of humanity. Um, I saw, uh, I averaged maybe 250 to 280 people a day. That was back in the time when people saw volume. My highest, I saw 303 people in a day. Yikes. I, um, I saw 14 new patients in a day. That was my high. Mm. Um, when I was in practice and I worked with a group, um, his name is Al Reach. He was a friend of, um, Sigafus. Armin and I worked with um, Al Reach and it was uh, powerful. I worked for him for six and a half years. And during that time, I saw, I, I took over a practice that saw about 90 a day. And within six months, I was seeing 200 people in a day. Mm. Now, the Armin and I, we were rebels within rebels. Um, uh, he was seeing between three and 400 people a day. Uh, Armin is a rock star. 
he's still one of my heroes. He, we would have people that would go, we're too far away, can you refer us to someone? And Armin and I would refer to someone close by, and they would be back in a couple of weeks saying they didn't have time for us. They would come back, even though we saw three, four, five, ten times more than that person, they would come back because those people didn't have time for us. And it was about being with the person 100%, hearing, sensing, being, seeing, and totally being with the adjustment. So um, the children loved, they, um, they would be the first ones to get adjusted and they would run in, hop up on the table. And whether they were two-year-olds to 15-year-olds, um, uh, the itty-bitties, um, I've, I've had children screaming and adjust them and they fall asleep. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of miracles. You know, um, okay, so first and foremost, you're, you're describing... Your, I see your mind going. What is that question? <laughs> no, you're describing, you know, you know, all of our practices, which is beautiful. It's what I love about talking to docs who've been doing this for a long time because it's, it's, there, there's commonalities here that makes me smile, right? We've all, we've all seen these things. Moms who can't get pregnant, who get pregnant under chiropractic care. Moms who have protracted augmented labors who on their second births do phenomenally well. I mean, I'm thinking of a mom that I was, I was talking to yesterday who um, had her second birth. She did it at home and, um, you know, she described her second birth as beautiful, whereas her first birth was, I would never do it that way ever again, you know? So these are things that we see every day in our practices. Um, you know, the, the difference, I think, and this is something that I talked to Armand about, and I've talked to other docs on the podcast who have been doing this for a long time, is the changes that we've seen in overall neurology, even in the past 10 years since I started practicing, right? Um, my friend, Dr. Steve Hoffman talks a lot about hyper arousal that we've seen in the past 10, 15 years, whereas maybe 20, 30 years ago, children were under aroused and chiropractic care would bring them to arousal. Basically what I'm, what I'm referring to is the, the onslaught of children that we're seeing with neurodevelopmental disorders now. And whether you want to call that toxicity, whether you want to call that mechanical trauma from birth, which is, I mean, all of the above, um, we're seeing more and more and more of these cases. And so what do you, what do you make of it? I mean, as somebody who, you know, was in chiropractic 40 years ago versus what you're seeing now, what do you make of all that, that change that we're seeing in our practices now? Part of, I think, the drama trauma is the cell phones. Mm and the ready access to devices mm. and um, the, what we do to our necks. And um, I mean, I've got grandchildren that I've just like, I, I try not to look at. I try not to, because I've already raised my kids. I did a good job. And now the, the parents nowadays have to do with the media and um, all the technology that's available. Uh, and in fact, it's required, um, and especially with COVID, it's the only way to get school is like what we're doing right now. So people are fo forced on technology. Um, we're, fo we're focused on small screens like this little rectangle thing we're looking at. And, and rather than looking at a whole room and interacting and bouncing around and do whatever, whatever kids used to do when, when I was in school. So there is a... Um, 
a change on how we teach our children and what we think is normal, you know, um, what we think is normal and, and required. Um, it's odd to go anywhere without the phone. So, and it's not going to change. It's only going to get more intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so then we have to adapt that. And, and the thing I know about bodies is that we can do it. We've been doing it for millions of years. We can continue to do it. We will adapt and our nervous systems will evolve and chiropractic's part of it. There is a, I know that there's a cascading um, influence um, that especially in our country, the way we have our children and the way that we uh, are being taught that we're supposed to be healthy and good caregivers and beloved parents to our children is the drugs that our children are being exposed to from the beginning, preventative, the vaccines, the, the side effects on, and the cascading effect of all of that on our children is profound on its nervous system and how it responds. So, um, and then we have the quality of food. Uh, I wrote a book that's in process that I'm editing. And it, and because of my own childhood um, dramas, it's on sexual healing and sexual he- healing of, of abuse. And part of the technology, or part of what I realized when I was looking at the research, that folks um, in the th- 30s and 40s and 50s, the, the health of sperm, for example, how, how many sperm counts and how virile they were, they rated it. And when we look at folks nowadays, it's half the amount of sperm and half the motility to about a third. So what what I'm finding is that the human beings in our country are becoming sterile. Mm. And the reason for that would be um, the the foods that we're eating, that um, the seedless, um, the 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 estrogens that are being put on our food is affecting the mothers that eat it and the children that come from it. So there is a a cascading uh, adding event that's happening. The second thing that I want to talk about is, um, and it's tough subjects that I'm talking about there. It, when um, a mother, a woman takes birth control uh, and, our estrogens are so, so very important. Our, our sexual hormones are very important in our body that they're preventing us from being pregnant at certain times. And then they want to get pregnant, so they'll stop the, the medicine. Well, a month or two, six months, do you really think the estrogen is gone? It permeates our fat cells, permeates our body. Do moms know to detox? Do they know the consequence? So my truth is, that it's affecting the babies that are coming even before we conceive mm-hmm. that the, that the effect of contraception on our mothers, chemical comp- contraception. And even if we use IUD, the effects of what it does inside the womb is affecting the babies that come when we choose to have children. So mm-hmm. now we have a stress the, the our girl babies come with our eggs uh, it, that's the way it is. So there's a, uh, an effect on it. So if we, as a community and as a society in this country, we take drugs and we do it recreational, we do it over the counter, we do it street drugs. I mean, every other commercial that we have on, 
on TV, that's why I don't watch TV anymore, is a, a commercial for a drug that I should take so I don't have cancer, so I don't, see I'm phasing, that's how upset I'm, I'm let me calm down with my energy, hmm. that to prevent the nausea of the chemotherapy I'm having, that it's so much so that they're paying a billion dollars to do ads on TV that we see every other moment. So, so, and, and, and I know we're in trouble because there are commercials for, to get pregnant, to fertility clinics. There are uh, um, uh, commercials for erectile dysfunction. A man cannot get an erection so that he cannot perform and have babies. So we're in trouble as a human race. And, and the first system that fails in the body to protect the heart is the reproductive system. So you can't get pregnant. So it's to protect the heart. So the energy will go to the heart to keep you alive because it's the last system that has any, it's about um, promoting our health uh, as a well be as a race and not the personal person. So the systems will shut down what is unnecessary to save someone's heart and nervous system. So why are our kids in trouble today? It's a long story. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's multifactorial. There's, there's a lot. I mean, and what you're describing, Susan, is multi-generational trauma yeah. and stress. Yeah. I mean, yes. this goes yes. back yes. five, six, seven generations to even, these. Even if we go back to Vietnam, which is my time. Yeah. I mean, the, the, what happened to our soldiers and what they were exposed to chem, chem, chemically and post-traumatic stress disorder coming back. Or my parents from World War II. And we've got post-traumatic stress disorder. There's a lot of things that we are aware of now, but they, we, that we've been dealing with it all along. So, so the other thing that's going on is if, if I were to do fertility drugs to get myself to be pregnant, the, the, the eggs that come, those babies, I really, they really need to be adjusted more than anybody is ones that come um, very heavily invited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we're not talking about a s- single thing. We're talking about people on this planet need chiropractic more than they've ever needed chiropractic ever before. We need to be adjusted. This is me talking three times a week. And the most important people are the pregnant women and the newborns and our babies. And I gladly take care of the parents because they're the ones that bring them to me. Yeah. You know, the, this, you're talking about schedules of care now, which is important. I didn't know that you were going to bring this up, but I think it's vital, especially for somebody who is in practice, you know, 30, 40 years ago, because intensity of care has changed. Um, you know, a lot in the past, uh, past several decades. Um, in my clinic, um, you know, on average, on average, we're seeing patients three times a week, every day, you know, it depends because ultimately it comes down to how long they can hold an adjustment. And right now with how right. stressed out people are, right. people can't I hold mean, an adjustment for four to six hours. So why? Wait in a week car, I, I live in Atlanta. I know the traffic is terrible here in the Atlanta area. It's probably not like LA or New York or something, but just getting a car is stressful. Right. Just putting the seatbelt on is stressful. Right. Paying attention, listening to the music, listening to the kids behind, just sitting, sitting is stressful on right. the side. And most jobs are sitting. We need chiropractic more than we've ever needed before. And it's not a statement that an adjustment failed. It's not a statement of the quality of the doctor. It is how much the folks need it more than ever. 
right. then we have babies that are not running around and playing. They're sitting, they're laying. They're doing, and then if they do any stressful activity at all, it stresses the body. And, and, and now they're, they're not even going to school. They are going from their games to a game that's um, COVID-driven back to their, they're, they're not interacting with people. And the, the most important thing that a human body needs is touch. Yeah. Touch is the primary sense. And there is so much research out there that if a baby or a person is not touched, that the nervous system degenerates, the brain degenerates. It's what causes dementia. It's what causes um, uh, people being sociopaths. So the best thing we could possibly do is be touched. And what do chiropractors do? Hands only. Yeah. Well, and I mean, especially right now, right? I mean, right, in the right, age of COVID, right. touch is so important, which is why chiropractic care is so stinking essential. You know, all the, all right. the immune effects aside related to chiropractic, touch is so, so stinking important. And chiropractors are the only doctors that touch their patients. And we get to touch parts of the body. No one else touches. We're touching the bottom of the feet. We're touching ischiums. We're touching crests. We're touching ribs. We're touching heads i mean backs now we may we don't wait i might have to move a breast but to do a, a sternum i have to do pubic bone we're actually touching parts of the body proper touch legal touch sane touch and right. teaching that touch is critical i um so i'm kind of on my soapbox yeah, but you're you're not wrong, Susan. I mean, and nothing has changed in the past, you know, 120 years since chiropractic was was you know incepted by by D.D. Palmer. Um, I, I mean, if anything, now more than ever, as you were describing, the more digital our lives have become, the more you know disassociated critical. we become, the more, the more important touch becomes. Yeah, the more critical, essential, foundational touch and doctors that touch, primary health care providers that touch, that that give a hug, that help their people up and off on the table that the patients, babies running in and grabbing my leg saying, Dr. Owie. I mean, I mean, I don't have to do anything else. My life is complete. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, when you see kids for a long time, when they've been grown up under chiropractic care, they get it. You know, they absolutely get right? it. You know, kids that I've been taking care of since they were born, and I'm sure this was your experience as well, can come into the office and tell me exactly where right? they're subluxated, no, whereas no, they can take a parent, you know, a no, year or two years of parent that they have to go. Yeah. You know how many weddings I've been invited to by my babies that have grown up? I mean, I've been around long enough. Tell me. Oh, shoot. Dang. You I opened that door. I put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably, I, probably 30 weddings. Well, shoot. Uh, I've only been in chiropractic for 10 years. You know, I mean, nine years, actually, if you want to go all the way back. And I've already been, you know, included in a lot of right? life experiences for our right? kids. I get to see my right? kids grow up from conception right? all the way through, right? you know, adolescence. And, and I made sure that my favorite kids knew my kids. So my my children's best friends were out of my practice. Mm -hmm. I would like to tell a story. Can I, may I? Please. Please. Um, I, 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 my son is a chiropractor. He took over, I'm very grateful. He took over my practice here because who would I give my practice to? But my own child, Armin and my child. And back when we were working together, Armin and I, and we worked for outreach, there were 12, there were 12 of us, 12 doctors. And, and I just assumed everybody thought the way I did. And, and AIDS was just rampant. Uh, people didn't know about it. They didn't understand it. All we knew, Armin and I knew, is they needed to be adjusted. All right, bring them on. 
and we had a meeting and and the 10 other doctors refused didn't want anything to do with aids patients and I, I, i'm like this I, I i was shocked and i'm looking at armin and armin's looking at me and it's like fine you just send them to us within our own system and i'm thinking wow i i, I don't understand these other chiropractors i thought they were we were in alignment that they understood what chiropractic was and and so Arm and I just took care of the AIDS patients. And of course, we have much documentation how amazing people's bodies respond to that. Well, today, the, the world is like that AIDS epidemic, blending in 9-11. When I'm driving to the office on that Thursday of 9-11, and the radio silence happens, and I thought, ooh, something bad just happened and I turned my radio off. There's not a darn thing I could do about whatever happened in this world. And I went to my office and my music was CDs. So I had no, I, I don't want to know. And the people came in and they would say, did you hear? I said, it's sanctuary in here. Lay down <laughs> all day long. I wouldn't let anyone talk about what happened. I just loved them touched them and they cried in my arms. And that Sunday was my biggest practice day ever in Georgia. People came back to church and where they came back to was my office. And I'm probably the only person on the planet that never looked at a video or would look at a picture because where my energy goes empowers. I had patients touching my sleeve going, tell me it's going to be okay. And I said, it's going to be okay. So, so I'm going to, the AIDS epidemic, 9-11, then we had this housing market that went down in 2008. And when Life University lost its accreditation, you just kind of put them all together. And that's what it is right now. I mean, it's, it's intense. Chiropractic and the office should be sanctuary, that we should be a safe haven for our people, that, that I can hug you and it makes me want to cry. This is what makes chiropractors different, Susan. And it's important oh. for us to emphasize this because right now, especially, you know, I hate to, to timestamp our podcast, but I mean, this is a huge deal because we have a division in our profession right now between chiropractors who are providing care and chiropractors who are not. And more than ever, now more than ever, chiropractic is absolutely freaking essential because yes. they're not, patients are not getting care anywhere else. I got to tell you a story, um, and I don't know if I've shared this on another episode, but I need to, I need to put this in perspective for people who are listening. If you've been under chiropractic care, this will make perfect sense. If you've never been under chiropractic care, this is the difference. I've been to three doctors over the past um, six to seven months. Um, I had one surgery that uh, went to correct something that I was born with, which I couldn't avoid any longer. It was necessary to go under, under the knife. And I had a follow-up with my surgeon. Ended up go seeing a cardiologist and a pulmonologist just to check in on a couple things. You know, nothing to be worried about, but just, just checking in. I've never felt more like a number in my entire life. And maybe this is just an indictment of those particular doctor's offices. But when you see it one time, it's an anomaly. When you see it over and over and over again, it's, it's regular. Like, I have the plague and nobody wants to touch me, give me eye contact, anything like that. And again, because chiropractic, um, by its very definition, is a hands-on um, 
modality, um, we, we are forced, we are obligated to make sure that we touch and connect with our patients, which means the side effect of that is that we're able to connect on an emotional level with our patients. We're able to communicate with them so that they're heard. And this is such a different phenomenon that people are used to in regular medical offices. Um, again, I'm not saying that some doctors in the medical field don't do this because I do know some really good medical doctors, but it's more of a theme in chiropractic offices by nature of what we actually do, right? I couldn't imagine withholding care for my patients right now. As a matter of fact, during COVID, right. our practice has exploded because people need chiropractic care right. more than ever. It's right now, my, my husband, my, my son's practice is growing uh, leaps and bounds. I remember a, the eldest person I ever adjusted, I did house calls. I did it three times a week and she was in her bed and she was a hundred years old maybe 101 and she goes dr posse dr posse and i climb in bed with her snuggle up and adjust her very gently just touching and and she'd be on her deathbed they would call me to her deathbed when i got done she wasn't dying anymore i did it oh. over and over and over again how critical is an elder for someone to climb in bed with them and love on them and adjust them i mean i I, I've done it in hospitals. I've done it at home and in my office. It, right now, human beings need to be touched more than they've ever needed to be touched mm. ever, mm. ever. So, so let me let me ask you this. You know, we're 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 getting kind of the end of our time together, and you know, what you shared with me is. Um, I mean, it's some of the most important stuff that we've heard on the podcast to date, right? And this concept of touch, this concept of, of innate healing, you know, it, it, it's a message that needs to be shouted from the mountaintops and more and more people need to embrace it because one of the themes of the podcast is to this, this, it's this reaffirmation of this idea that our children statistically will have a lower life expectancy than we have um, unless we do something drastic. I right? almost don't want to hear you say that. Right. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, we could either ignore it or we can do something about it. Right. And well, I choose to do I something am. about it. Right. And so I, I guess the question that I have that I'd like to end, you know, this cast with is if you had one piece of advice for the moms and the dads who are listening to help their kids be their best, what would that advice be? What would it look like? Oh my goodness. Dr. Daniel. Sorry. Ask the tough questions. <laughs> well, it's not something I can do in a minute. That's fine. Um, there are two critical things that's my truth. One is love and one is trust. Without love and without trust, it's really hard being human. And I... Um, the events that are going on right now, since we're dating this podcast, is teaching us not to trust and to separate ourselves with love one more time. And that we're being taught that you can't trust your body, you can't trust your immune system, you can't trust air, you can't trust your breath, you can't trust the person walking by you. And, and what I'd like to say is that's all a lie. That you can trust your body. 
that you can trust your children's body, that you can trust your immune system, that you can trust chiropractic, and you can trust the air you're breathing. Even if it has present-day designer virus floating around in it, come on. Our bodies have been dealing with virus. It's going to do it now. It'll do it in the future. What we just need to do is have herd immunity and trust that our body knows how to do do it. And that chiropractic is part, even though chiropractic is not natural, it is something we, we, like exercise or brushing our teeth, it is something we add. It's part of self-care. And that the investment of chiropractic, regardless of what the price is, is uh, hundreds of times more affordable than a terrible death without chiropractic. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 65 years old. I was born in 55. I have no drugs, got all my parts, got all my teeth. <laughs> I haven't, I've never had a surgery, never had a broken bone, never had a stitch. And I'm as young and vibrant and continue to be and part of what makes that possible. Now I'm testifying like I did when I was a kid. It's the truth as an elder that I trust my immune system, that whether I, and I believe that we will all end up with the virus. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. So don't be afraid. Your body will know how to do it. Have, allow yourself to be courageous. Don't be afraid and allow your children to trust their bodies. Trust the divine, trust innate, trust the universal intelligence. I think that's the most basic, essential thing that I can offer is don't give up trust. Yeah. I mean, and I think beyond that, you know, what you're talking about is, is have hope. Um, you know, that, that's a synonym of trust. Yeah. It's hope, confidence, faith. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a really good way for us to take the podcast out on because it's a theme that comes up over and over and over again with the people that I talk about. And that is hope because in a time where there is no hope, where people are in fear mode all the time, right? I mean, and this is just an exacerbation of the way that people are normally. COVID is just bringing out the worst in us. But and, home, and I have to say the best in us. Well, yeah, especially when you see things you as a chiropractor. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm referring more to the way that the general public is, is dealing with it. But I think chiropractors, if anything, provide hope in a time when there may not necessarily be a lot of hope coming out of the media, there may not be a lot of hope coming out of our traditional medical providers. And so for those of you guys who are on the fence who may be um, – thinking about chiropractic care for your kids, um, maybe have uh, a, yourself under care, but you've never gotten your kids under care. I mean, if anything, our time with Dr. Susan has really shown a bright light on the reasons why it's so, so, so important for you to be under care. I have to add one little thing. Sure. When I get the mama, I have the kids. When I get the daddy, I only get the daddy. I would like to put my two bits in for our fathers, for our husbands, for our adult sons. I would like the men to show up and allow themselves to have self-care. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want you excluded because you're working or doing or whatever. Your babies are more important. Your wife's more important. I would like the men on this planet to show up and take care of self-care because what are they going to do 
without you. I want you at my age, 10, 20 years from now, being sassy and being with your wife and being with your children and your grandchildren and your great grandchildren. I'm asking the men to show up for their own health. Yeah. So that's right. And you can't pour from an empty cup, dads. Nope. Right. You cannot care for your family. I'm, you I'm rooting for, for the parent of the parents, but, but I'm rooting for that dad. Mm. I want my men to show up and take care of their bodies and their hearts and their prostates and their lungs and their uh, sexual health. I want them to show up and be counted. And because you think you're the majority in my chiropractic practice you are not mm-hmm. i want the men to show up and not because you're an athlete only because you're an athlete because you count yeah thank you susan this has been a breath of fresh air thank you so much for taking your time out on a friday afternoon to uh to be with us um real quick uh, and i want i'm gonna interrupt sure. i want everyone to have profound and deep gratitude for this amazing chiropractor right here <laughs> he you. he is doing sacred service. I'm very proud of him. And you go, Daniel. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Real quick, before we let you go, yeah. Susan, how um, how can people reach you if they want to <laughs> reach out? Uh, um, I'm working on a website. I'm still antiquated. Um, at, and and my folks and my students have been hearing that for a long time. My email is dr. Period s u z a n r-o-s-s-i at gmail.com and and if they say that they heard from me from your podcast that would help great great susan thank you so much and uh, i hope we uh, our paths cross in person uh, i hope so too please let's make that happen all right take care bye thank you